Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message. See you at church. my message today, Be Anxious for Nothing. Let's pray. Father God, we give you thanks for this beautiful day that you have made and for the honour and privilege it is of being able to meet together and worship you, our Lord and our God. As I bring the word you have placed on my heart this morning, I ask that you will speak through it to everyone listening, that it would draw each one closer to you, your words, nothing more and nothing less. I pray that as we read your word, it would lead us into an even deeper revelation of your great love for us and help us to love you more. We ask this in the most precious and holy name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Philippians 4 verses 6 to 13 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Charles Spurgeon says, Oh, beloved, I plead with you not to treat God's promises as something to be displayed in a museum, but to use them as everyday sources of comfort. And whenever you have a time of need, trust the Lord. God says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. In 2008, my family and I had just returned from China where we had lived for eight years. We had purchased a news agency and for the first time in our lives proceeded to try and run a business with no previous business experience. It was incredibly tough. Seven days a week, long hours and it was a time of retail recession. Due to some difficult personal circumstances, I found myself alone running this business with the help of my kids. It was a devastatingly difficult time, and yet God was so very near. He was so close that while I remember the difficulty and the events, there is no pain, only love and thankfulness for God carrying me through that time. I'm a person who likes to keep journals, and... I chose, so in 2010, I chose the journal with the title Streams in the Desert. Normally, I would pick a journal that looks pretty, and this one looks pretty ugly on the outside to me, but I chose it because of its title. And at the top of each page, it has a, an encouraging verse, like a scriptural verse, or just a word of encouragement. And I'm just going to read to you a little bit from the first page of this journal. So the verse at the, or the word of encouragement at the top says, 
Believe that God is between you and your difficulty and what troubles you will flee before him as clouds in the wind. And I'm written, first page of my new journal and the paragraph above is so appropriate. I'm feeling an incredible weight of responsibility with our financial situation. Bills must be paid by Monday and we don't have the money. I feel my lack of faith in trusting God to provide. There is a lie I've been believing that is telling me God doesn't really want to provide for me and that he is punishing me by me reaping the consequences of poor management. And yet the truth is opposite. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God is very present in hard times. It has been in the hardest times I've felt closest to God. He says, number one, don't worry. Two, pray. Three, tell God what you need. A child doesn't hesitate to ask his parent what he needs. I remember my kids very clear on asking what they needed. And number four, thank him for what he has done. There is always something to be thankful for. We need to be deliberate. God wants us to take him at his word. He is not a man that he should lie. Sometimes I haven't trusted God because I haven't believed enough in his love for me. I haven't believed that I deserve to have what I'm asking for from him because I haven't understood how much he loves me. And that is something that is, is an ever-growing um, revelation as he continues to unfold his great love for me. And it, it's possibly the same for some of you here, that the more we um, can trust God's love for us, which is just far beyond anything we can imagine, then the more faith we have in him being able to do what he says he will do. Make your life a prayer is my encouragement. Talking to God is as natural as breathing. Keep an internal conversation going and take the time to listen to him. Proverbs 12.25 says, Worry weighs a person down. An encouraging word cheers a person up. And Proverbs 14 verse 30, A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like a cancer in the bones. Be content in every situation. It's a learned thing. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. I wonder if you, any of you like me, have experienced anxiety. Being hit by bad news, looking at circumstances that could be bad, being given a bad physical diagnosis, financial hardship, family difficulties, and the list goes on. I looked up the medical effects of anxiety. WebMD says, if it sticks around long enough, something as small as a nagging concern in the back of your mind can affect your heart. It can make you more likely to have high blood pressure, a heart attack, or a stroke. Higher levels of anxiety can trigger those stress hormones that make your heart beat faster and harder. And I'm sure we've all felt that at times. Anxiety strangles our hearts and minds. It pulls us apart emotionally, relationally, physically and spiritually. Author Max Lucado says, We don't like to admit it, but pain is a fact of life. Sooner or later, the P word comes into everyone's path. And when it does, how do you deal with it? Do you let pain conquer your spirit 
Or do you stare it down, armed with a stubborn joy? Even in pain, God is near. He wants you to grasp the peace that defies pain. He wants to be with you, facing pain with his holy joy. Only he can show you the path to a defiant peace. Our bodies weren't created to handle anxiety and stress. God instructs us not to worry, so to go against him is actually sinning against him. But how do we counteract that worry that just comes upon us? The next part of verse 6 gives the answer. Instead, pray about everything. That's not some things or only the big things. It is everything. Everything that is on your mind, talk to God about it. He is with us everywhere we go. There is nowhere we can go away from his presence. He loves us and wants us to bring our concerns to him. So we can talk to him anywhere, anytime. At work, in the car, lying in bed, while we are shopping, anywhere, anytime. I often try and think of my relationship, as I try and understand God's love for me, I think about my love for my children. And I have a memory of my daughter helping me in the garden before she went to school. So she was only about four. And she was a little chatterbox, chattered constantly about anything that was on her mind. She just chatted away and I loved it. And when she went to school, I missed it. And God is like that with us. He misses us when we stop chattering to him. It's just he wants to know all the little things, the little things and the big things. Just he wants to be involved in our lives. Imagine your child telling you he was worried about something and you knew you could sort it out. And you told him this, don't worry, I've got it. But the child kept worrying. You would want to do everything in your power as a parent to prevent that little child from being anxious. Father God is exactly the same with us. In praying, we are to tell God what we need. So we tell him our worries and tell him our needs regarding these worries. The cure for anxiety is prayer, the kind of prayer that presents our requests to God and leaves them there. The next thing he asks us is that we thank him for all he has done. We can choose to be thankful even in the direst circumstances. I learned some valuable lessons about thankfulness some years ago. So when I left uh, Australia for China, uh, no one, I was somewhat prepared for culture changes, but nothing had prepared me for the culture shock of the visual um, and physical like air temperature difference. So we left uh, Sydney on a 40 degree day with um, blue ocean, blue sky, green trees, beautiful sunshine. It was stunning. I still remember those views flying out over the harbour. When we arrived in Beijing, it was polar opposite. It was like landing on the moon. There was no green, there was no blue. All the trees had lost their leaves because of the cold. Uh, there was no blue sky. It was all smoggy and grey because they burn coal to keep warm. So there were big apartment buildings, grey and brown, and everywhere I could see um, like a thick smog because of the coal burning. Um, so it was a really big shock and it was freezing cold. So polar opposite and I was in culture shock. So not long after arriving, um, a, a couple of months later, a f an American friend who I met had asked me to go for a walk with her in a park. So we went to the park and the park was a massive big cement slab with a whole lot of bald trees around because 
it was the end of winter and um, there were no leaves and no, no green. And I was walking around once again feeling sorry for myself, thinking of the beauty back here and feeling sorry for myself that, you know, I, all I could see was bleakness. And all of a sudden my friend squealed and went running off <laughs> across the park. So I, I ran after her and she ran to what appeared to be a bald tree, but she had seen a little pink bud on that bald tree and she was exclaiming over the beauty of that bud and how thankful she was. She said, spring's coming, it's nearly here. Um, and she was so thankful. It taught me the biggest lesson that I will always keep with me, and that is there is always something to be thankful for and focus on the thing that is good, even if there are lots of things that are bad. And uh, one more little story. Um, during the tough times uh, in business in the news agency, I had to get up early to open the business, but I got up even earlier to spend time with God beforehand. Um, and... I needed I needed to spend that time with God because, uh, yeah, I, I need him. That's all there is to it. But there was a little bird that used to sit on the shed outside and sing. It was a really early bird. The first one that got up, it was a blackbird. And it used to sing the most exuberant little song. Like it was so excited to welcome in this new day. And it filled my heart with joy. And I remember being so thankful to God for that one lone little voice in the morning, again in bleak times but for a different way, for a different reason. Um, and that little bird gave such joy to me. And ever since, blackbirds bring me incredible joy because of what God did in, in providing that little bird for me in those times. Leighton says, When God is the centre of a soul... Although disasters may crowd in on all sides and roar like the waves of the sea, there is a constant calm within. The world can neither give nor take away this kind of peace. What is it that causes people to shake like leaves today at the first hint of danger? It is simply the lack of God living in their soul and having the world in their hearts instead. During these times of hardship, I continued to write in my journal. And one of the things I used to do was look through the Psalms and take the promises that God made about who he is and what he does for me. And so I'm just going to give you just a little example. And this is from different Psalms, but I took the things that were applicable to me and wrote them down. The Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness. I will fear no evil, for he is with me. His rod and staff comfort me. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. The Lord is strong and mighty. The Lord is mighty in battle. No one whose hope is in the Lord will ever be put to shame. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. The Lord is my light and salvation the stronghold of my life. In the day of trouble, God will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. The Lord is my strength and shield. And there are so many more. And I used to stand on his word and it was that that got me through incredibly hard times, the power of the word of God. Philippians 4 verse 7 continues, Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. 
His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Just imagine as Paul is writing the letter to the Philippians, he may have been looking at a Roman soldier who was commissioned to keep Paul secure. So God has commissioned his own peace to stand guard over our hearts and minds. It is a peace of total protection. It is God's promise to us if we do what he has asked us to do in giving our worries to him and thanking him for what he has done. It is an instruction with a promise attached. I feel God's peace deep inside. I feel it when I'm sad. I feel it when I'm happy. I feel it all the time. There's the occasional time when I don't feel it and then I need to ask myself what I have done um, as to why I'm not feeling that peace. So it's, it's an amazing feeling to have that peace of God. I haven't always lived this way. I used to be a very anxious person. But God taught me to take him at his word and to live in obedience to him. And as I did that, his peace came and it stayed. It doesn't mean everything goes well all the time. Sometimes life is hard and stuff happens. We all know that. But the peace remains as long as I remain connected to Jesus. Paul says in verse 8, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. This is where we have an active part to play. We can control our thought life. We get to choose. Yes, thoughts come and go, but we can take them captive. God asks us to. The worrying ones we give straight to God. After all, he is the only one who can do anything about it. And then deliberately think about the good things, lovely things, things we are thankful for, life events we have enjoyed, people in our lives we love and are thankful for, good food, being able to see, a warm bed at night, the birds singing in the morning or the first bud of spring. I'm sure the longer we've lived, the more we have to be thankful for even amongst the heartache that this broken world can bring at times. Continuing in verse 9, Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Paul is saying don't just talk about living a Christian life. Put it into practice. Do what God tells us to do. Jesus showed us a perfect example of a life lived in communion with his Father God, and the Holy Spirit. We need to look at his life, the example he set, and each day make a choice to walk closer to God. This is where our peace is, and this is where our joy is. Reading one more time from Philippians 4, 6 to 13. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing then the God of peace will be with you. Verse 7 tells us that the peace of God will be with us and verse 9 tells us the God of peace will be with us. 
God himself, the one who gives the peace, will be with us. God loves us more than we can imagine. And I've said this many times, but Pastor Graham Cook says, God loves you because he loves you because he loves you. There's nothing we can do to make him love us more. There's nothing you can do to make him love you less. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. God planned each one of us before the beginning of time. He created a beautiful world for us to live in, in relationship with him. And then because sin entered the world, he made a plan to rescue us through the death of his precious son, Jesus. Jesus was the perfect, sinless son of God, a spotless sacrifice, and he took the punishment that we deserve. He took it once for all time. For all that has been done in the past and all that will be done in the future. John 15:13 says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Let's pray. Father God, we are in awe of your amazing love. We cannot begin to imagine the enormity of the sacrifice you made in sending your precious son Jesus to die on our behalf. And we are so deeply thankful. Thank you that all we have to do is come to you, turn away from our wrongdoings, ask you to forgive us and ask Jesus to be our Lord and Saviour. And from that moment, we are your children living in relationship with you, almighty God, now and for eternity. We thank you that you have given us your precious word, our guidebook for life, our manual for living life in community with you as you have intended for us. And we thank you that your plan for us is to live lives free of worry and stress, to know that we can't carry that stuff, but you can and you want to take it from us. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to help us from this day onwards to give you every worry, to lay them at your feet and to give you our burdens that you so willingly want to carry on our behalf. Help us also, Lord, to remember to give you thanks in all circumstances. All good gifts come from you and we have so much to be thankful for. Help us to shift our focus, to look up and keep looking up to you, our amazing, all-knowing, wondrous, beautiful God. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. We'll come along to our Sunday service at 10am. 